You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Bring it up, Jake. That was like, oh, I'm really close. Yes, I hate this delay. It's whatever. Yep. Also, I'm never going into the studio, so I'll deal with it in perpetuity. Uh, great to be on with everyone here on the BeckQL Network on this wonderful football Wednesday. Awesome first three hours of the show and a certified banger of a power hour coming your way starting right now. Over the course of the next 60 minutes, we will bring you bets of steel coming up in the National Hockey League. An abbreviated two-game slate, but we got a bunch of bets coming your way. We will give you our bets for Game 3 of the ALCS with the Rangers and the Astros in Arlington with our guy Mad Max Scherzer on the bump for Texas against Christian Javier and the lying, fraudulent, cheating Houston Astros can't wait to talk about that. Lockmas is coming up in a little bit here. Ken's going to give you a pick for college football for this weekend early on in the week. We'll also talk the number one overall pick in the NFL draft market. Like, are we sure Caleb Williams is definitely going number one overall? Monster teaser discussion as well for week seven in the National Football League as we move along. But joining us right now to kick off the power hour, joining us on video so we get to see his handsome face and what a treat it is, is our good friend, I, I feel like I do a bad job every week introducing Eric Eager because he's actually a doctor. I need to be called Dr. Eric Eager joining us here on You Better You Bet. Now, Dr. Eager works Dr. for our e. friends. He's shaking his head. Maybe he oh, doesn't Dr. like e. that. Yeah. Uh, works for our friends over at Sumer Sports. Does an awesome job on the Sumer Sports football show with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov. It is great. And Eric is a great follow on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Uh, my friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week seven. Do, do you not like being called uh, Dr. Eager? No, it's fine. I feel like, though, there's like it creates this separate. Like, I feel like I'm friends with you guys. Like, I don't need my friends calling me doctor. You know, like, uh, and Mr. Eager's my dad, right? So, like, it's it, just Eric, you know, just just Eric. I, I actually feel like because we... we're friends, it makes it funnier to call you doctor. But I certainly understand what like we'd the be like trying to say jabbing that. you. Like it's like, okay, doctor, like whatever you say, buddy. Uh, and you're, we, people can kind of see this a little bit on, on camera. We talked about this off air a little bit. You're wearing an Arizona State sweatshirt. You you said you teach a class. That's what, what I'm guessing this is like data science. Or what do you teach a class in? Like tell us a little bit about yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah, it's like an exec ed data science class. I got a friend who runs uh, one of their uh, programs there. And yeah, it's just 
little, uh, I've, I've made courses like I, you guys probably, I was a professor for six years before I, uh, before I got into all of this. And so, um, I, I have like old materials and stuff that I just end, end up like kind of selling and, and teaching a couple hours a year. So, uh, it's fun. God bless him. The great Eric Eager joining us here on You Better You Bet. All right, Eric, Doc, whatever. Uh, let's get to the games this weekend. And let's start with the game of the weekend. We've been asking all our guests about it today. Fascinated to get your take here on the Eagles and the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football. Philly's a two-and-a-half-point home favorite, Eric. The total is 52. We know that Devontae Smith didn't practice today for Philadelphia. Hamstring injury, which, I mean, like, obviously if he's not going to play in the game, it probably changes everyone's handicap. But it's still early in the week, so we'll wait for Thursday and Friday in the news on Devontae Smith. What is your handicap at this point in the week right now for the Eagles and the Dolphins? Anything you feel good about? Yeah, I don't have really a, a bettable opinion on this. I mean, it's it's a, I make the game one and a half, two. Uh, I do think the total's a little bit high. I think that the the place where the Dolphins have really killed teams is at the you know playing against teams that can't get a pass rush that are kind of struggling at the the line of scrimmage especially defensively and that's just simply not who the Eagles are I know you know we we need to see you know make sure that Jalen Carter is is alive you know as well for this game and everything but I I think that that changes the complexion of it and I and Tua is one of those guys that is really good when he has a platform and not quite as good when he doesn't so it I, I think it's weird because this is just a really hard game because I've also been on the side and you guys know this of, I'm not really that bought into the Eagles offense. I'm not really that bought into Jalen hurts. And, you know, in year three of being the starter there, I, I think he's taken a step back and we saw it against the jets with the three interceptions uh, the other day. I, I, it's, it's a tough one for me. I do think this game is going to be lower scoring though uh, than the, than the market suggests. Eric, you, you referenced Tua there and Jalen Hurts obviously matching up in this game. Uh, we'll do awards tomorrow on the show, but we had a ESPN is going to do like these quarter poll, not straw polls, because I don't think these people vote for the award, but they pull like 20 of their writers or something for who's going to win most valuable player this year. And Tua is, as you can imagine, it makes sense. He's the leading passer in the league, in the lead right now for most valuable player, like according to that poll. And he and Patrick Mahomes have basically the same price, a little more than three to one most places to win most valuable player. You referenced Hertz. Maybe he's taking a step back. Lamar Jackson hasn't been great statistically so far this year. Josh Allen, like against the Bill, against the Giants rather on Sunday night, like that wasn't great like Herbert lost Monday night Burroughs already got a couple losses like you go kind of down through the list and you're like mm -hmm. man like I, I don't know about it is it is it as simple as like when we get to the end of the year you think two is going to win MVP or you think it could get a little crazy no I don't think it's tough I mean I remember last year I was on my Chiefs podcast the Red Gold and Bold show and I was saying at the time Jalen Hurts was minus 150 to win the MVP after Patrick threw the three interceptions against the the Denver Broncos that weekend right and you're like it gets it gets weird, right? Uh, I I think right now um, it's a good bet to look at who you think is going to lead the league in EPA per pass attempt. That generally speaking is who ends up being the or EPA per pass play, uh, which would include Lamar in 2019. And right now that player is actually Josh Allen. Uh, and and so at 13 to two, you know, depending upon where you look, I'm just looking at one book right now. I think that that's my favorite play uh, is Josh Allen at 13 to two. I know that they had difficulties at, you know, wide receiver beneath digs. And I know uh, he, he gets banged up a little bit, but for my money, I think that even in the games where they look weird offensively, he still makes that throw to that tight end that I've never heard of, um, you know, across his body that wows us. Right. And he has, you know, a lot of the same stuff Patrick does, but Patrick, I mean, they traded for McCole Hardman today uh, to shore up that receiving core. I think it's going to take more time 
than Patrick Mahomes maybe has for that offense uh, to get him an MVP award. I think it's Josh Allen to me as the most bettable player at this number. For people that are like me, that are probably like 13 to 2, uh, plus 700 at our show sponsor, BetMGM, the, uh, the king of sportsbooks. Right. Uh, and and uh, how about how about this? Throw the ball to Dalton Kincaid, you idiots. You drafted him in the first round. Just just a thought for the Buffalo Bills. Or Quentin Morris. Because uh, well, he had well, a big price on it. Quentin Morris was the tight end that Eric referred to. We had him at any time yeah. touchdown at a huge price on Sunday night. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Wonderful football Wednesday. Great to be talking week seven of the National Football League with our good friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Uh, let's go to the Bills game uh, coming up next year where there's wind in the forecast, right? They're eight and a half point road favorites at the Patriots. They've dominated this rivalry as of late, except for, you know, that one wind game a couple years ago on Monday Night Football. Now, as Ken said earlier in the show, that was a pretty good Patriots team, and this one does not look like it's pretty good. Bill's an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite. The total is 41. Do you feel like the Patriots can keep this game close, Eric? No. Uh, like, I make the game <laughs> eight-and-a-half. So, you know, I guess now that it's traveled out a little bit, like, it, or, it, you know, if it travels out to, like, let's say 10, I, I think that that numerically is bettable. But I I took the Patriots last week, as you guys remember on your show, and I lived to I barely lived to talk about it, right? I I, I don't think New England's a viable team uh, and offensively, and so for my enjoyment as well as just like my mental and physical health, like I can't take New England um, in in any of these spots right now uh, a, a, until they figure it out offensively. And and Mac Jones, um, you know, he made one good throw to Devontae Parker, but. You know, the pocket presence in the end zone to take that game from plus two to plus four, uh, you know, was something I'd never really want to back again. So I, I can see all the reasons to fade Buffalo in this spot. But in the NFL, it's really tough for me to make a case for one team as just a, a fade of another, especially when that team is pretty good like Buffalo. Eric, I want to ask you a, a kind of a two-part question here about the Arizona Cardinals. We obviously had the news today that Kyler Murray's back at practice. Now, we don't know exactly when he's going to return. We know it's not going to be Sunday against Seattle where they're an eight-and-a-half-point dog. So part one is just like, what do you make of that game? But then when Kyler does come back, they got Baltimore next week. Maybe it's then, maybe it's later. Four-and-a-half, their win total in the market still with Kyler's you know return kind of imminent now. So this weekend, Arizona, eight-and-a-half against Seattle. Future Arizona, what would you do with that kind of a number with, with Kyler? Tyler set to return. You know, I I have I make this game almost double digits, so I I like Seattle here. I've ta- I've talked about Seattle all week. Seattle is a top ten team in offense this year, despite the fact that you know when you watch that game on Sunday and you had Seattle plus three, which I talked about on the show last week, it it was maddening that they couldn't get to the window at least at least to to cover the number, but also outright. Um, I think that they roll here. I, I've said this on a you know the last few weeks. I think this Arizona Cardinals team is still going to pick first, and I, I think Jonathan Gannon has been very impressive. I, I'm encouraged by Kyler Murray coming back, but Kyler Murray was also very bad for this team last year. And there's not a ton of talent um, I, without Baker, without without Murray this week. I just don't see how uh, you know they protect Josh Dobbs against the Seattle defense. It's going to send Devin Witherspoon off the slot basically every pass play. Uh, so I, I like Seattle to roll in this one. As far as the season-long stuff, you know, we may, we had the projected win total for Arizona at four, so we haven't winning three more games the rest of the year. So I get, you know, I think under four and a half could be a play, but I do think you want to like wait until the injury reports and and really get the best number for when Kyler returns uh, with with some certainty. Because right now there's a ton of uncertainty clouding that win total. I uh, I laid the three with Cincinnati last weekend against Seattle, and I am here to tell you. 
I got outrageously lucky with winning that bet, uh, betting against Seattle last weekend with Cincinnati laying the three. Uh, Eric, let's go to the Ravens-Lions game in Baltimore. The Ravens are three-point home favorites. So, like, a two-part question here. Like, one, who do you like in the game? And two, do you consider the Detroit Lions to be, like, on the same level as the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC? And Ken telling me that this game has gotten bet to the over a little bit, now sitting in between 42-and-a-half and 43, Detroit and Baltimore. Yeah, I, I'm against some people who I really think are smart here. They they all like the Ravens. This is one where, and I've been pretty tempered on the Lions this year um, relative to last year, but I like the Lions in this spot. And it's it's me, you know, the Lions are good at a lot of stuff. They're getting Jamison Williams, you know, into the fold, which I like. That was a, a component of their offense that I think that they were missing. Uh, now they have a deep guy in Williams. They have a, a do-everything-everywhere-all-at-once wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown and a tight end in Laporta who can continue, like, long-term, that, that's a great offense. So I'm buying them long-term. I think at the line of scrimmage, that they're very good on both sides of the ball. And, and when I look at Baltimore in this game, like, Baltimore's just not doing the things they used to do to make them great. They're, they're kicking field goals on fourth and short. They're dropping a lot of passes. They're get, uh, they've been injured for a long time. Like, you can never really depend upon their whole team to stay healthy for a whole game. So if, if I'm going to get a full field goal with a team like Detroit, playing that well against a team like that, I'm going to take it. And I know that there's weather conditions. I think weather favors Detroit. I think Detroit's a tougher team. And, uh, you know, I just think I just think a lot of ways in which this game could go sideways from a, a noise standpoint all favor Detroit. Eric, got maybe a, a little more than a minute to go here. I want to ask you about the NFC South. If you have a bet on Falcons, Buccaneers, but by all means, obviously with Tampa, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, you know, New Orleans, we kind of know what's going on Thursday night against Jacksonville. We don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play, but you've got these three NFC South teams all in the mix. This division's interesting because they all have about the same price to win the division. Saints, like, favored to win the division, but not by much. Then Atlanta, then Tampa. It feels like it's all still unresolved. Like, who who would you bet if you had to bet one of these three, like, pretty miserable teams to win the NFC yeah. South? we got, like, a minute left. Yeah, it's bad. Atlanta has the easiest schedule, but they probably have the worst quarterback of those three. Um, Tampa Bay, I like their direction, but Tampa Bay is an injury or two away from being like the Cardinals or like the Rams. Um, so I, I would say New Orleans. And again, it, it kills every fiber of my body to bet a, on Derek Carr playing a home playoff game. Um, but that would be my my one, you know, that I would take now. I don't like any of them at current market prices, but if I had to say, you know, gun to head, who, who's going to win the division, I still think New Orleans. I think part of that is because I don't know if it's clear that Trevor Lawrence is playing Thursday. And if they can get a four, uh, four to three record advantage over the division going into the weekend, I think that that's a decent edge. Yeah, Saints a one-point home favorite right now at BetMGM Thursday Night Football against the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence officially listed as questionable on the final injury report. The total in that game is 40. Eric, final question for you. About 30 seconds, please, for the answer. Out of all the games that we have not yet discussed, side or total, what is your favorite look coming up in Week 7? Oh, it's a good question. Um, I like... Oh, that, yeah, that's I like I like Cleveland Indianapolis under. Uh, I know it, it, forty and a half was where I liked it before. I know that it's traveled down a little bit, um, but that game, I just don't see people crossing midfield very much in that game. Gardner Minshew versus Philip Walker does not feel to me like a game where either team is going to get to twenty points. Do do um do you think like his friends call him PJ or Phil? I think it's like Peej, right? It's like in, in you know it's probably not the full PJ. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah. so that, that's probably it. 
Right. I was yeah. going to say, maybe the good Dr. Walker. Uh, Doc Walker. Good stuff there from Eric. Eric, we love having you on the show. We appreciate you making the time. On Twitter, at Eric Eager underscore. Check out the Sumer Sports Football Show with Eric and Thomas Dimitrov. Eric, we appreciate it, man. Good luck with the bets. Stay well. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Our good friend Eric Eager joining us here on You Better, You Bet. On the other side, what do you want to do? You want to do Monster? Lochmas. Let's do Lochmas. All right, great. Lochmas coming up next year on You Better, You Bet. We'll be right back with You Better, You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. ESPN courtesy of Paul of the Ball. Last week as Alabama takes on Arkansas, but Ken, what was the final margin of that game? Hmm. Uh, three. They won by they won by three. A little a little Feliz Naritov winner on Arkansas. Oh, last week. I didn't even know where you were going here. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. What was the, what was our what was our narrative there? What were we looking at? Oh, it was uh, it was Alabama's back. They beat Texas A and M, and now everyone thinks they're going to win the national championship. Uh, Double cross. They're not even going to cover against Arkansas. Hell yeah. Read 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 their own news clippings. Mm, yeah. Can't do that. Yeah, it's can't do that. Bad one. spot. Out of all the spots, nope. that's... don't want to read the clippings. Don't do it. It's a bad. It's a bad spot. It's a bad spot to be in. Uh, we will get to bets of steel. We will get to bets for tonight. In Major League Baseball, maybe we'll get to the old monster teaser if we have time. But we got a pretty loaded Lockmas segment coming up here, which will feature not one, but two bets from Santa Lockie here in the SEC for this weekend in college football. A nice early week present. Again, tantamount to getting a Christmas present like before Thanksgiving, so we absolutely love it. And then we will have a spirited conversation, or maybe it won't be, I don't know. A, a conversation, I can't promise spirited, we'll see, on who will be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. And we will do all of that, gentlemen, on this Wednesday, which happens to be day three of Lochmas. College football is the best time of the year. The fight songs. Announcers going crazy. crowd but for nick and ken college football only sounds like one thing it's luck miss time on you better you bet hey all right santa you got a couple this this went great last week houston Hit two winners last week from Santa Locky midweek on day three of Lochmas. You got two games for a Santa in the Southeastern Conference. Dun 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 uh what are they? What are the early week selections here on day three? It was a, like a slow, almost like a romantic version of the song. That was uh that was pretty good. It's like a ballad. Um there were, uh, that's like two, when, like, I, like, I, like when two Alabama fans like get married. Like that's what they right, play at the yeah, wedding. Yeah, 
<laughs> everybody stands dun, up. Everybody stands up at the ceremony at the church. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. And then Gary Danielson the comes down sequence. and criticizes the bride's dress. No, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, perfect. A um, couple SEC bets. I, I think there's going to be, I can't say this for sure. It looks like some some really good options, I think, for bets coming up this weekend. Um, so we'll see what we come up with by Friday. But two games, and these will be a little different, uh, only in that I don't know what the entry point is going to be to betting these. I know I like both sides almost no matter what. It's just kind of like, how do you get the best number possible? Because I think the market movement in both is really, really interesting so far. Uh, so I'll tell you the two sides first, and then we'll go into kind of like a, a, a detailed version of why I like both. Uh, I like the Iron Bowl parlay. Uh, going on this weekend so i really like alabama laying a little more than a touchdown against tennessee at home and i really like auburn who nobody wants uh at home against ole miss almost getting a touchdown and i say almost because like that's why don't we start with that game because that's where the market movement can be interesting this game opened ole miss by six the movement has been toward ole miss so far they're on the road in this game i think i mentioned that already out to six and a half and the six and a halfs are getting juiced a little bit and seven obviously like you know, think about like, well, what are key numbers in college football, especially in, you know, the totals are much larger, you know, less kicking, like less like tight scores. So really like the multiples of seven become really, really important when you're talking about betting games. So being able to get seven in a game as opposed to six, six and a half is like in college, something I'm really interested in. I think we might get seven in this game. I really do. Why does nobody want Auburn? Uh, Because they looked miserable and their offense has been absolutely brutal. Q Freeze is playing two quarterbacks. I'm not sure either of them are particularly good or should be playing. He tells the media he's going to keep going with this like two quarterback alternating system. I mean, think about like Mac Jones with Malik Cunningham in the run packages. That's like kind of what Auburn does. And it has been as effective as what the Patriots have done, especially last week. And so maybe like, well, then why do we want them? Uh, it's a little subjective, but there's like a couple things going on here. First of all, like, I have been dying to find a situation, and I, I could have done it against Georgia, who, by the way, like Auburn at home almost beat a couple weeks ago. So if you're like, well, they can't hang in this game, they literally almost beat Georgia the last time they played a home game against a really good team. So like, let's let's do that first. I've been dying to find a situation to bet like Hugh Freeze's landmark win of this season where he upsets a team. And I, I think we've got it. First of all, I think this is a good buy low spot for Auburn. Nobody wants them. The line's moving away from them. And Hugh Freeze as a dog in these kind of a games has been like the absolute nuts throughout his entire career. Um, really a good coach against better competition of keeping the game close. We saw that in the Georgia game, who like nobody had them in. I, I had Georgia. I think I gave out Georgia in that game. I think I bet Georgia in that game, uh, like 14, I think, or something like that. And, and literally uh, Auburn had a chance to win. I think we can get the same kind of a situation when you play defense as sort of uh, as you're as suspect as Ole Miss does in some big situations. And we talk about this sometimes in football, like what do you not want? Like expected to win by margin with a bad defense can be really rough. How about expected to win by margin on the road against a really good coach by margin when you have that defense also pretty rough. So this is a little subjective. Like this isn't like creating a number and the number's different. I, I actually do think this might go to seven. Uh, I'm waiting. If it stayed six and a half, I would still like Auburn, but like there is a lot to be gained from potentially getting the seven. Uh, I have this as like a potential outright upset this week. Really, really like Auburn. Almost like that you're getting them when everyone's saying the offense, I can't possibly score points. When literally like less than a month ago, we were watching them almost beat the number one team in the country. Actually, that kind of interesting. Uh, And also like Ole Miss on the road. I have a lot of questions to beat Tulane, but lost to Alabama, like didn't score in the game, something like that. So like uh, like Auburn a lot. 
Alabama, this is almost has nothing to do with Alabama. Uh, to be fair, like got up a lot against Arkansas. And then like that final score is not like misleading because they did give up the points, but it's just like kind of an indictment of how Alabama handled the end of that game. It's actually just a complete play against Tennessee. I actually think they're a bad team. And you're going to look at the results and be like, well, how is that possible? And I don't mean bad, like bottom 20 in the country or something, just like nine win total, like ranking, like you see these scores, like they get A&M and a backup quarterback spot. Go, and I'm not even going to tell you because I want you to go look it up. Here's your homework assignment. Go look up Joe Milton's stat line from a win over Texas A&M last week. It's like the most embarrassing line for a winning quarterback I think I've ever seen. And this is like a credit line like this is like Tennessee's not supposed to get smart eight and a half at Tuscaloosa is like not like that's like they're gonna be in the game like they're gonna be competitive I actually think it's like not possible that he's going to keep them competitive in this game based on what we've seen so and he's gonna have to because the one thing Tennessee does is against Florida we saw this some other Tulane we saw this explosive running plays mobile quarterback Alabama like ETN ran for like 250 yards against Tennessee Milrow and the Alabama offense going to run for a lot of yards too I think and then on the other side like I get Saban crafting a defensive game plan against a guy who can't throw who literally is like 10 for 26 in the games that he plays like I actually think this sets up as a huge blowout like I don't know the revenge game angle all that stuff like who cares honestly but this is like I think a short number and it's entirely it's not what we've seen so far based on what we've seen so far I think like projections whatever you you know like the publicly available ratings and stuff you're gonna get a number pretty close to this probably honestly like you're just based on what we've seen so far this is a play against what I think Tennessee's gonna be when like all the chips are on the table we haven't had a game like that so far like, we just really haven't had an example of, like, what that's going to look like. Uh, and I'm going to bet against it being good or being a good option. So really like Bama. The entry point on that's probably, I don't think it's ever going to go down to seven. So you're probably free to bet it. Like, you know, you can try to time the market however you want. But something between seven and a half and nine and a half is obviously fine. Uh, and that's available everywhere. Uh, and then Auburn, like, let's see if we can get seven against Ole Miss. Like, that's going to be really valuable uh, as Hugh Freeze tries to pull off, like, the upset of the year for him. What about, uh, but what about the revenge angle? In the Alabama Tennessee game. Hey, I mean, it, it, you know, you know what's so funny about these things, though, Nick. Like, cool. Like, I don't bet based on this stuff, but when I like a side and I have that, like, in, like, just on my side, feels good. <laughs> it feels pretty good to have that. Like, I like Alabama anyway. Like, revenge notwithstanding. And uh, oh, it's a revenge. Oh, okay, cool. Like, whatever. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I think, I think we're, everybody's gonna watch this game and be like, oh, I had no idea Milton was that bad. Like, yeah. Like, did, did you watch last week? Like, have you watched any of the games? Brutal. Have, have we turned the corner in sports betting content in general where the things that used to really bother everybody or like at least bother like me and like maybe I won't speak for you, but bother me like revenge spots. Have we reached the point where it's now like funny and like it doesn't bother anyone anymore now? Like, yeah, laugh. it's like fu- I would almost instead of funny, I would actually say like fun. Like, it's just like fun. Like, here's just like these are. Yeah, these are things that are going on in the game. And like, I'm not betting because of that. But it just yeah. I, hey, do, do I hope Nick Saban wants to run up the score in this game? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you do. And, like, impress the playoff committee and maybe get us at large, you know, birth as a, a one loss team. Um, although, I guess he's going to have to beat Georgia anyway. And if they lose, they have two losses. They can't make it in. But somehow, scoring margin needs to matter still because I need them to run up the score. All right. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Uh, Lockmas, day three. Not only today on Lockmas do you get two college football picks. Huh? One, two. And not only do you get two college football picks from Ken Barkley, but also you'll get a conversation on. Number one overall pick, Ken, in the NFL draft, where Caleb Williams, depending on the sportsbooks that, that you're looking at, it's a pretty big favorite to go first overall, despite the Notre Dame performances last weekend. 
Caleb, like, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, let me get the screen up here where Mike has. Minus 450, Caleb Williams, Drake May, plus 340. J.J. McCarthy of Michigan all the way down the board at 50 to 1. It is worth noting. You know, Michael Penix, the Heisman favorite, is 35 to 1. Quinn Ewers of Texas is 30 to 1. Uh, Ken, what are your observations right now and any bets or handicaps of betting the first overall pick in the NFL draft? Obviously, it's a long way out, but do you think anything that we can glean here? I, I do think it's really interesting. I also, I think during that analysis, like I just looked at my notes right now. I think I had both teams that I bet on their opponents playing Tulane this year. If I said Tennessee played Tulane, I don't remember if I did. I apologize. They played Florida and allowed a lot of rushing yards. I got that one right. In my head, I go, did I just say that they played Tulane? Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, you get the idea. I like Alabama and Auburn. Uh, I, I was texting a bunch of people about this market. I texted Tyler about this too. Tyler, like more in the weeds on the draft content usually than I am. And... People would be like, oh, like overreacting to the stories about Caleb Williams' dad and like, you know, that he's not going to turn pro if, if the team that he gets the number one pick he doesn't like. They've requested an ownership stake in the team, like all the stories that are coming out about him. I, those don't really bother me, like the, the actual story them's like about what they're asking for or anything. Just that like there could be a lot more of this. And that's bad if you're an owner that's like trying to figure out what quarterback like you want your team like a franchise cornerstone player. Yeah, like it has to be like a tiny, tiny part of giving you a little bit of pause. And only for this reason, if it was Caleb Williams and like Marvin Harrison Jr. and some linemen, then like it's kind of who cares because like they're, they're going to take Caleb Williams. Like if it's a quarterback and there's no other quarterbacks, then like and, or one quarterback's way better than the others, then all this other stuff, all this noise, how Caleb looks the rest of the season, like it's not going to matter because he's just he's the quarterback and there aren't any other ones. Like somebody will talk themselves into it. But you have options this year. And like just reading a lot of the mock draft content already. And, you know, we had, we had Brinson on the show, like Brady Quinn saying like he's talking to NFL people. They have Drake May ahead of Caleb right now. They have Drake May ahead of Caleb on the board. I I would just remind people this is almost like a Demar Hamlin comeback player of the year thing. The first pick of the draft is not tomorrow. Just like comeback player of the year wasn't handed out like the day after Labor Day when Demar Hamlin would have won. Like yeah, Caleb Williams might be the number one pick. Like last week he might have been the number one pick. But like you're trying to bet on like a what's going to change in the future, and then b like how different things might look, and also c how little we have any idea who the actual number one pick's going to be. Sometimes when there are like viable options, if it was Caleb and he was just like Andrew Luck and there was no other quarterback, then like cool, whatever. That's not what this is. Like Drake May is a really really viable option to be the first overall pick. Drake May might end up going undefeated this year. Well, Caleb Williams goes eight and four, and he were like, "Well, that shouldn't matter." Be like, "I bet, I bet for some NFL team, it's going to matter, and they're going to trick themselves into thinking they should take Drake May instead." Like, teams don't always do the right, smart thing. When does that ever happen? Like, some owner can't get infatuated with another quarterback. By the way, JJ McCarthy was fifty to one to be the first quarterback selected. A couple of mock drafts have him in the top ten now. They go undefeated, win the national championship. Caleb Williams has all these sideshow stories going on. You think some owner's not like, "Hey, that guy's only twenty years old, and he just led a team to that. I want that." Guy guy like that guy's that guy's the prospect that i want just like consider him if the market thinks it's like impossible like they're five to ones on caleb on upper drake may to go first overall there's 50s on mccarthy i i started betting some of this stuff i think i want both those guys and i think going forward i actually think those positions are going to improve i'm not i'm not falling for the caleb stories it's less that and it's more just like I think this is a little more uncertain than people think right now just because like we've been like, hyping caleb williams to a really large degree I kind of can't wait for draft season. Like, we could be so wrong right now. Sam Howell was the favorite to be the number one pick, like, in week three of the year he played. 
I went in the fifth Remember round. Will Anderson two years ago? I do. I do. The year before, everybody was like, that's number one, no question. But nope, not a, not even close. I mean, well, close. I mean like well, Matt, Bar- I mean. Matt Barkley was one where like he was going to be the number one overall pick, then he goes back to college with USC for another year, and then like, not even close to being the first overall pick in the draft. Right. We've seen this a Which lot, can still happen. to your point. Uh, yeah. Again, really good stuff. That was it. It's a banger of a day three of Lochmas. It was really good. That was pretty good. On the other side. On the other side, we'll try to give you some uh, some banging NHL bets for tonight. Bets of Steel and Major League Baseball to close the show right after this. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. today how about our pal rob bazola sensational brian baldinger outstanding will brinson tremendous jeremy roanick otherworldly eric eager the doctor our executive producer, Alex Fasano. Our technical director, Tyler Morales. Our engineer, Jake the Snake Hassan. And our video producer, it's God's perfect creation, downtown. Mike Brown, coming up after us. A four-hour live betting extravaganza known to you and yours as BetMGM tonight. You are not going to want to miss it. 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern coming up after us here on the BetQL Network. Uh, we are one hour away from the Zozo. Uh, what's what's it called? It's, like, it's not like tip-off or like first pitch the, kickoff. The... Yeah, like the uh, drop the puck first group first group teeing off. Oh, with the te- oh, we're, oh, we're teeing off in Japan about one hour from now. Be honest, uh, you listen. Like I, I'll watch like Sunday of the Masters or like I have a golf sweat. Otherwise, like I'm never like sitting down and watching golf. Uh, and Tyler, you can pop on here as well as a Tyler. The answer is probably yes, right? Is this even televised? Like, are you even going to be able to watch the Zozo? Yeah. Is Golf Golf Channel but, even have it? Or are they showing like Tin Cup for the thousandth time? They do, they do, but it's not until eleven. So they like usually uh, Golf Channel. Like uh, this would be true whether the tournament was in Japan or not. They'll always pick off like, pick up like the afternoon coverage of the event, and then the morning is usually some like subscription service like PGA Tour Live, which you can get on ESPN Plus or whatever. But I don't even know if there's PGA Tour Live for the usually like the international tournaments. It's a little. Maybe, maybe not so much PGA. Yeah, no, no know, like, PGA Tour Live. I just want to know, like, how in the year of our Lord, 2023, and I know I'm not saying something that everybody already doesn't know. Like, how is this possible? Like, golf's a huge sport. it got tons of interest. It's a great betting sport. People play DFS. How is, like, not every shot of every tournament not televised? I'm not even saying it needs to be on, like, network television. Like, it can't be on the Golf right. Channel. Like, I just don't, I, I don't get it. What about, what about, like, does Golf Channel have, like, an app? Like, why can't it just be like, uh, I can't believe I'm about to bring up this network as like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up. I was going to say Pac-12 network, but which is true, but like Big Ten network, 
like Big Ten Network, okay, cool. Like, yeah, the Ohio State game, if it's not on Fox, will be on Big Ten Network at noon. But like, if you want like all the volleyball or like all the other sports, like they got an app. Like you just go watch all the Big Ten sports. Like they're not on TV. You just go to the Big Ten Network app. It's like all the alternate streams. ESPN Plus, how, you know, every college basketball game that's about to be on in the entire month of November is probably on ESPN Plus shot with like a one camera set up and like two guys you know in the, the cafeteria in bristol connecticut calling the game basically like that's all they need to do the game okay like what we can't come up with something some kind of live cast of this okay like so you don't have video of every shot whatever like what do you have like can we do it's just i don't like the idea so i agree with you just the idea that like it doesn't have to be like television just something like some kind of alternate cast. I don't care. <laughs> just like something just that is like telling me what's going on. Like that would that would be a really good idea to your point. Part of me is upset that like at age 40 now, part of me is upset that I didn't get to like in my 20s, like live through this era of streaming, right? Where like the other night, Ken and I are texting about the uh, the Capitals Flames game in overtime and in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the shootout to decide the game. And we're watching it on ESPN Plus on Hulu, right? Uh, like we didn't, we didn't get that. Like when we were like 15 years ago and we're in our twenties watching sports, like, like you could have told me 15 years ago, like there's a golf tournament that start that's the coverage is being picked up at 11 o'clock at night in Japan. I'd be like, great. Can't wait to watch the entire thing and like bet on it all night. Part of me is upset that like, I didn't get this when I was younger. And there's also a part of me that's like, thank God I didn't have this. Exactly. Like, to watch any, any college basketball yeah. game. Like I was a massive D-Gen in my twenties. Not that I'm not now, but just like different. Cause you're younger and like dumber, obviously not. Not that I'm smart now, but I mean, God, like if I could have just, no, oh, here's Lehigh Lafayette on a Wednesday night on ESPN plus, I definitely would have watched it and bet on it. I just, well, yeah, so, to the your point, yang. this, yeah, this you're describing like, like if you had had streaming in your twenties, like that was my job in my twenties. Like I, I had that cause I like worked at ESPN in production, cutting highlights of every game. So like I, people are like, oh, that was so awesome. And like, yes, cause to your point, it like feeds into the thing that you like the most, but like the level of obsession with just like there's a sport there's an event on like i have to watch it it just like consume it you think our lives are consumed now we're texting about a capitals game like i it just the most obscure college basketball every night here's like 16 screens of all of it going i'd be like oh that sounds so awesome i mean yeah sort of but like is it awesome or is it just like too much and then after a certain point, like, okay, like there, I have this. And then like, I also don't have like a social life and I get home at four o'clock in the morning every single day. And I like, you know, sleep until noon and then like go in and do the same thing all over again, week after week, after week, after week, like, okay, great. I, even if that sounds awesome to you, I promise after a certain amount of time, it will be less awesome. <laughs> so like, I, I'm with you where you're like, oh, what would that have been like? Like, well, I was in it and, uh, and it definitely like consumes your entire life. And it's like really cool for a while, but you just, you're going to get burnt out. Uh, Tyler, are you going to be staying up late watching the Zozo tonight, grinding in the lab? Yeah, probably. I mean, it, the coverage is going to be awful. There's going to be like one guy in a camera just kind of just moving around fairway to fairway trying to pick up like Hideki Matsuyama's second shot in like two. So, I mean, the coverage is going to be awful. It's probably going to be from like 11 p.m. to like 4 a.m. So, I mean, I'm going to watch it until I, I'll probably fall. It's great uh, noise to fall asleep to. That's what, I'll, that's what I'll probably use that for tonight. That's, that's, you know what? That's a really, really strong point. Like, go golf is a great, like, nap. Sound sport. machine. 
Like, yeah. what do you want? Uh, you want like ocean dolphins? Like, no, uh, Zozo Championship, please. That's what I'd like. I gotta convince. My, we have a sound machine now in our bedroom that my wife puts on every night before we go to sleep. I used to like to sleep at the Tifa that the Grand would just put like the Great British Baking Show on and fall asleep. And now we have a sound machine. I need to like talk her out of this. They put like some golf stream on. Or I've something. never used a sound machine before. I don't think I could do it's it. It's nice. Oh, I think you could. Yeah, I think you could. Then maybe I get too into it. I don't know. Well, I've never I think done like, it well, like. But you also, like, you live in a place where, like, bears will come and, like, go through your garbage. Like, I live in this. Like, yeah. I grew up on Northern Boulevard in Queens where it was commonplace. Right. Like, every single night where you're trying to go to sleep, horns are honking and people are yelling, like, like right in the heart of Queens, you said you New got, York City. Instead of bears, you got bums going through your garbage. You know, it's like it's a honestly, different dynamic. <laughs> honestly, I, give me the bear. Bear or bum, right. I choose bear. <laughs> Because the bear, like, you know what you're dealing with with the bear. The bomb is true. capable of anything. That's true. And people think, like, well, the bear's an animal. They're capable of anything. No, nah, they're, like, pretty predictable. Like, get close yeah. to them, bad thing's going to happen. That's a yeah, favorite also, of the market. Like, and, 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 you know, like, humans can be animals also? Like, I mean, like, what we, we, are, we, are, are, we are hashtag nuts as a species, human beings. All right. Uh, we got to get to bets for tonight. Um, let's do hockey right now, and then we'll uh, we'll do game three of the ALCS. We don't need to throw to it anymore, right? Let's get our hockey bets with guys with bets of steel. Drop the puck. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. <laughs> it's, it's freaking so bad. I was uh I was gonna ask him. I was like, we have like two people on our staff who like played as you in a video game. Like they were like I used to play as Jeremy Roenick in a video game Ten like years apart. Did you did you grow up like playing you know, like did you play Blades of Steel? Did you play like, you know, whatever like NHL whatever year he would have actually played like you know some old ass hockey game like I you know he strikes me as like that that seems possible seems like possibly he could have played hockey video games well I can I in 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 the in the famous scene in Swingers is is it the Blackhawks and the Kings that they're playing on the NHL game when I Gretzky so. gets destroyed I think I think it's Roenick yeah. that destroys Gretzky we have to like we have to look that oh up. really anyway we're yeah, we're uh, yeah. we're running out of time here. Uh, I but my first me video game memory, one of them is playing NHL '90, I think, and my eyes starting to hurt because I played it for so long, standing like sitting right next to the television. Anyway, how about an NHL odds boost for Bets of Steel? It's a Bets of Steel boost at BetMGM. You can utilize this token on NHL action. Log in, select the promotion, net a fifty percent profit if you win your bet. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com today. Can your bets please for the Capitals and Senators, the Penguins and the Red Wings? Yeah, Penguins, Red Wings, everything looked kind of right to me. High total. Jeremy said he really liked the over anyway, so maybe I'll just bet that for a couple bucks. Uh, in cap, Senators, a, a few bets for me. For the Senators, and look, the Capitals have been, they've allowed a million shots on goal. Five on five, they've allowed a million shots on goal. Uh, the only Senator that looks mispriced to maybe have like a good shots on goal night tonight, Tim Stutzel, Stutzel. I have no idea. I was, was going to pronounce this guy or look it up the pronunciation before the show. It's the guy with the umlaut over his name. He's the streets. only one. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, love a good love a good piece of Stutzel. So uh, we'll play four plus five plus on him. Four plus like plus one thirty five plus is a big price. And then for the Caps, uh, something about the Senators. They allowed the most penalties in the league last year. They are allowing a ton of penalties, allowing teams to go on the power play all the time this year. The Caps have been brutal on offense. Don't get any shots but they haven't faced a team like this. I think this brings out the best in their power play. I mean, they get on the power play a bunch and 
like the Caps power play is literally centered on Alex Ovechkin and that's it. So Ovechkin shots over all the high numbers you can possibly imagine, like any of the highest numbers on Ovechkin and then Stutzel for the old Senators. Okay, for me, I want to play some sides and totals. Uh, I love Ottawa and I love the Red Wings. My hashtag, my Red Wings. Give me a two-team money line parlay tonight with Ottawa and Detroit, the Senators and the Red Wings to both win. And I will play the over in Detroit and Pittsburgh, hashtag Red Wings overs. Uh, so the over with Detroit and Pittsburgh. Played in a couple Stanley Cup finals a little over a decade ago. So give me the, the Red Wings and the over. And then give me the Senators and the money line parlay, obviously, with Detroit. All right, Jake, drop the dope ass beat. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetQL app for the five-star plays. Jake, what are your bets for game three of the ALCS tonight? It's going to be the over nine. It's also going to be Michael Brantley, two-plus total bases. Josh Young, two-plus total bases. Laody Tavares, two-plus total bases. And all of those guys to hit home run for the Just for Funsies. I think you got, you want to, you could say that a little slower. Yeah, a little we got about why do you like the over? Left. Go ahead. Yeah, why do you like the over so much? Just because I figure that if I like these hitters to have a good game, I like the over here. I don't know how long Scherzer is going to go either. I think only like three innings is what I'm expecting. And that Texas bullpen is dying to blow a game soon. I don't like that. All right. So for people that want to, people that want to bet Jake's stuff, uh, Tyler will tweet it momentarily at you better. You bet. We will talk to everybody tomorrow on a tremendous football Thursday until we meet again, which will be then I'm Nick Costos wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets. The absolute very best of luck. Go Rangers. Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.